Welcome to our Powerhouse Beach Trip Devotion Day 2. Today we're going to begin by listening to the worship song, Goodness of God by Bethel Music. During this song, be sure to worship along and ask God to prepare your heart to receive from Him. Of the goodness of God. 
Today's Bible reading will build upon the truth we discussed yesterday. A Christian that has been truly transformed by Christ will show evidence of this transformation by their lifestyle and works. Turn in your Bibles to James chapter 2, read through the entire chapter of James 2, and then resume playing this video. The beginning of James 2 introduces what is known as the sin of partiality. Believers shouldn't show favoritism for one person over another. James uses the example of treating a wealthy person with more esteem and respect than a poor person. This idea has many areas of application, including one that is being heavily discussed within our culture today, racism. Genesis 1.27 declares that mankind was formed in God's image and created in His likeness. Therefore, people of all races, colors, and creeds were formed in the image of God and are equal in the eyes of God. We as the people of God should be colorblind and treat every person that we encounter with the same love and respect that we desire to be shown. This truth has other applications as well. His address of the sin of partiality also applies to the judgmental and critical nature of culture today. We are quick to judge the actions, motives, and sins of those around us, but often desire a greater level of mercy for ourselves. Verse 13 says, For judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. In other words, we should strive to extend grace and mercy to those around us if we desire to receive mercy for our wrongdoings. Keep that in mind the next time you want to judge someone else's mistakes or talk about them behind their back. The second half of James 2 continues to build upon the idea presented in chapter 1, that good works are important and should be evident in the life of a believer. In fact, James feels so strongly about this that in verse 17 he states, Faith by itself, if it does not have good works, is dead. James is making it clear that faith in God that does no good is useless. Verse 14 even asks the question, could such a lacking and useless faith lead to salvation? James's rhetorical question suggests that the answer is no. This means that true saving faith, faith that leads to salvation, will produce and is evidenced by good works. This must be considered in light of Paul's writing in Ephesians 2, 8-9. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. These two truths should not be taken as contradictory, but we must see that they work together. Salvation is not something that can be earned through our works or by our own righteousness. Salvation is a gift that is given to those that choose to believe in Christ, repent of their sins, and follow Him with their lives. It is through our faith in Christ that we are saved, but true faith in Him will result in a changed lifestyle full of good works as we follow Christ and live a life that honors Him. This is a great way to evaluate your walk with God. Is your life full of good works? Does your life bear good fruit? Or is believing in Christ only something you say? I believe that this trip is about seeing Christ transform us in such a way that it completely changes how we think, feel, and live, and that our faith in Christ would be evident 
and good works as we return home. Let's agree together and ask God to help us live out what we've just discussed. I'm going to pray, and I want you to repeat after me. Lord, I ask you to help me extend your grace and mercy to those around me. I pray that you would help my faith in you deepen in such a way that it changes the way that I live and would produce in me good works and good fruit. At this time, I want you to pause and ask God two questions. Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me? And Holy Spirit, what are some things that you are calling me to produce? After each question, I want you to pause and listen for the Holy Spirit to communicate to your heart. If you feel anything at all, I want you to write it down in your folder. Take a few minutes, ask these questions, and wait for the Holy Spirit to speak to you.